Welcome to Worldwide Wrestling of the World! Good morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm. Before we go any further, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LegitWWW. And also check out our brand new website at www.legitwww.com. And with that, let's get into the highlights from this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. This week's Ignite started out with some tag action, seeing the reigning champs Trace Hombres take on the Rancho Randos. We were a little surprised to see the Hombres in action this week, as next week is the big Body Bash Quest pay-per-view, and we just assumed we'd be seeing them in action then. The Rancho Randos have been a bit subdued in the tag division these past few weeks, only appearing once with a defeat to the Baker Boys. The Trace Hombres, on the other hand, are still riding high as the current tag champs. Even though this was a non-title match, the Hombres came in hot and didn't hold anything back. Big boy Rick Bigley Jr. of the Hombres did some serious damage to Debo Sunspot, at one point just hurling him over the top rope to the outside. They were firing on all cylinders, and with the size of these huge dudes, we can't imagine how many cylinders that really is. They did a great job of cutting the ring in half, making sure whichever rando was the legal man was cut off from his partner. We're having a hard time remembering the randos getting any big spots off at all. The only one that comes to mind was after a quick tag in the beginning when both randos tried their best to give Rick Bigley a double suplex and sort of succeeded. After removing Debo Sunspot from the ring, Rick Bigley Jr. tagged in his brother, Rick Bigley, to double team the remaining rando. They were able to hook sure enough into their devastating menage claw and got the one, two, three. The second match of the evening wasn't much more exciting. Max Tang took on Something Jones in a fight that had tune-up match written all over it. Tang is the perennial top title holder, which he will be putting on the line at next week's Body Bash Quest pay-per-view, so it's always nice seeing him in the ring. Something Jones, on the other hand, has done essentially nothing. No disrespect to Jones, he's a decent wrestler, but he's not top title caliber, and we rarely see him on Ignite. He appears at house shows on occasion, but is far from memorable. This entire match just seemed very formulaic. Max Tang started out strong, then had a few missed opportunities during which Something Jones seemed to be building some momentum. He landed a few good basic suplexes and a solid DDT, but it wasn't anything earth shattering, and Max Tang ultimately shrugged it off. Tang then ramped up his attacks including a low blow that somehow the ref missed. Tang didn't really generate the heat he normally does. It seems that fans have really just stopped caring about him. He got the pin after a pretty solid superplex, but in our opinion, it just wasn't enough to save this match. 
The final match of the evening was full of surprises. We weren't sure who would be squaring off against the obnoxiously victorious Dandy Brand. The match card just billed as a mysterious competitor. Knowing Dandy Brand's penchant for winning every match, we honestly weren't expecting much. Just another squash match. So it's safe to say the fans and ourselves were pleasantly surprised when the lights went out and Time Tanker's mystical music came on. We were even more shocked when the lights came back on though and Time Tanker was standing in the corner of the ring accompanied by none other than Jilly Blanks. Yes, the same Jilly Blanks who is known for her Tybo expertise, the sister of knucklehead Mike Moore, as Dr. Worm puts it. We heard there was some training going on between the two, but we didn't really believe it until now. Why Time Tanker, the only undefeated wrestler in WWW needs a trainer is beyond us, but here is a man beyond time and space. We can honestly say we had no idea what to expect of this match once it started. Before we knew Time Tanker was in the main event, we just assumed it would be yet another dandy brand victory. Time Tanker has yet to have a bad match though, and is always one step ahead of his opponents, even as a bigger guy. While he's not big on the scale of Rick Bigley or Puffy Buttons, he has always seemed to have a lot of mass. He even claims that's why he's stuck at this time and dimension. He's just cultivated too much mass, and he can't fit through the time circuits anymore. This match started off hot, with Dandy Brand launching a full-scale attack on the time-traveling Nomad. Dandy Brand is in great shape and is known for his fast-paced matches. We were pleasantly surprised to see Time Tanker keeping up with his opponent though, executing some fast-paced martial arts maneuvers to counter Brand's attacks. It wasn't long before it was another Time Tanker clinic, countering and reversing all of Dandy Brand's moves and perfectly executing his own power bombs and leg drops. As Dandy Brand got more and more frustrated, Time Tanker turned up the heat with some of his newly acquired boom boxing, quickly followed by a robot power-up for the 1-2-3. After the match, Time Tanker slowly walked to the announcer's table, relieved Soup Can Sam Michelle of his headset, and stated in an eerie, matter-of-fact calmness to the viewing audience, I am the future of fitness. Well, folks, in this business, veterans eventually have to retire to make way for the new men and women of the ring to keep the story and the business going. We here at the podcast wanted to pull back the curtain just a little bit to let you in on the trials and tribulations of life as a WWW signee. Hey folks, backstage here again with Mike Moore. Mike, welcome back to the podcast, man. Yabba dabba doo. Sorry, uh, what's up? Hey, I'm sorry. Do that like one more time and then that was a whole, that was awful. All right, well, let's try it again. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Mike Moore. How do you do? So in Jim Jones's uh, news conference where he announced he was coming to the WWW, he said he wants to bring art to professional wrestling. And he outlined his mantra of the Taekwondo's and the Taekwondo'ts. Have you guys gone over that yet? And and can you give us an example of, of a Taekwondo and a Taekwondo? I'll give you several. Uh, so he hit me up on my uh, my cell phone. It's an Android. Uh, it's like, it's a good, anyway, it's a pretty good phone. But he called me and didn't even say who it was. And I said, huh, before I can even say hello, he said, come to this address. I came down there, walked through the door, and he threw me two paper clips that were entwined high up in the air. And when they landed on the ground, I, I picked it up. And as I stood up, he just kind of flicked me in the nose with his thumb and forefinger. And, and it really hurt. And he says, I'm Jim Jones. And I said, that 
well, that really hurts, sir. But at the same time, what's going on? I mean, what the, the paperclip, whatever. He says, if you came in here and didn't pick up that paperclip, that's a real Taekwondo. What I mean by that is you observe things that occur around you and therefore you react to them. And I thought, you know what? I do do that. I see stuff and then I go do things. That's not for everybody. Some people just kind of don't do things. I like to do things after I see them. So that was like, yeah, no doubt. That makes sense. Another uh, don't, which was new to me, um, but again, speaks to my deep, true form of wrestling history. He doesn't believe in punching, which is cool. Uh, you can't really punch in, uh, you know, Division One uh, wrestling in my, my background, which was weird. And I, I had to learn that when I came to, to this, uh, this league. But at the same time, um, cool, it's something I don't have to learn. So that's great. No punching, no problem. A Taekwondo that I thought was pretty, pretty cool. He informed me of just what bowing was all about. I think it's like a sign of respect, just like being like, you're going to teach me and, and, and like right on. What I didn't realize is the speed of that bow. I mean, I'm like, my waist really hurts because he's expecting this really quick down and a fast up with a stretched out. He says to stretch your neck out. I mean, I don't even really know how to do that, but you know, right when you come in, boom, there you go, uh, quick bow. And uh, something that a lot of people don't believe in, another Taekwondo don't, is don't look your opponent in the eye. I didn't know that. I'll, I'll do what he says, uh, you know, or whatever. He's taking a really handsome, dark slab of tan clay, and he's going to make a beautiful swan or uh, something really cool out of it really soon. One of the things that Jim Jones has touched on in previous interviews was his love of Kool-Aid. And has he... Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming you're drinking the Kool-Aid along with Jim Jones during the training. It's I'm sucking it down there. Uh, when you really think and learn and listen to smarter people bigger than you, you start to go, wow, I never thought about that. Like water is just gross, you know? I mean, like when you taste things, like when you lick something you're like that licks like salt or that licks like ice cream or that licks like your remote control you know what they are but water it's just like <sighs> there's nothing there and once he went and talked to me about ionization and everything i'm like totally so i am drinking the kool-aid uh i can't get enough you know i mean the red start with that and then you add the purple after i mean like it looks good tastes fantastic i think it's making me stronger so you have completely changed out not only your workout regimen but your diet as well has completely flipped and and you're taking the jim jones approach of limited water water if you're desperate and how much kool-aid are you drinking uh can you quantify it well it's a gallon per hour unit workout so if we're pulling in a full day and we're talking you know uh, we're doing a lot of kicking i mean, I mean you know a baker's dozen gallon i guess you could say like so 12 13 gallons a, a day that's why we have those recyclable bottles i mean you just keep filling it back up it's great it works really well that's fantastic mike we talked a few weeks ago about your relationship with the fellows you met at Arby's. Do you still talk to those guys? Yeah, we see each other around town. I mean, it's funny. I see them drinking a lot of root beer. It's good, too. You know, it's, it's in the sugar family. But I'm trying to get them to see that they got to drink the Kool-Aid. You know, it's, it's, uh, 
you can drink it faster. It goes everywhere, and, it, and it's just the perfect accent to, you know, a five for five. But uh, I'd love to hang out with him. But, you know, Scav, I'm really busy. You know, uh, I've got uh, someone who sees something in me. I'm probably going to be, you know, we're talking rankings here, man. Next time we talk, I might be one, two, three, four, five, top of the chain. I'm not surprised, and I'm quite pleased. Um, and this honor of uh, being the best there is and ever was will go out to those guys that I met at Arby's. You know, they told me to look at life and kind of go, hey, what's up? And I think we'll leave it right there. Mike Moore, the new trainee of Jim Jones. He's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's got his Taekwondo's and his Taekwondo's. Mike, thanks for stopping by the podcast again. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, and more so, you're welcome. And uh, I got to go. I got to hit it. Got to hit it. Can't, can't quit until you hit it. I'll see you around, pal. Mike Moore, everybody. Hey guys, we always want to keep the podcast free for everybody out there. So if you're interested in sponsoring us in the future, you can visit us at www.legitwww.com or visit us on Twitter and Instagram. And now a word from our sponsors. Let's kick the tires and start the fires on our case, sharpen the blades and get the raid. Hi folks, Morty Culture, founder of Coming In Landscaping. As a former air traffic controller for the U.S. Air Force, I learned a thing or two about making a plan and setting it in stone. We've got a pilot in the jump seat and a deadhead taking up space on the excavator ready to mold your project into the ultimate attaboy. We specialize in patios, walkways, lawn installation, fire features, excavation, retaining walls, and outdoor kitchens. If you can dream it, we can make it a reality faster than an aluminum bird riding the jet stream and clear skies with the air bar singing nothing but Bravo Zulu. Coming in landscaping is responsible for the beautiful walkways all the way from Stanley Supersports to rural romance and coffee roasters down on our beloved Main Street. So what are you waiting for? Let Coming in Landscaping fix your Charlie Foxtrot of a yard with 2020 precision. Coming in landscaping, no turbulence, only smooth landings. You can unfasten your safety belt now, folks. You are free to roam about the cabin. Now let's take a look at the developing news stories from the past week in Worldwide Wrestling of the World. This week saw several announcements on the upcoming BBQ Bash pay-per-view. In the first contract signing for the BBQ Bash, for the match announced between Gideon Cage and Jim Jones, we saw some stipulations that are new to WWW and are sure to prove, at the very least, difficult to guarantee. The first was a no-direct-headshots stipulation, no doubt spurred by the recanting of the recent statements by Jones calling into question the science on concussions. This stipulation was requested by Jones following a consultation with the WWW medical team reviewing his previous 27 concussions. The second stipulation was requested by Gideon's manager and mom? We think maybe mom, but who knows, Karen Cage. It requires that the winner of the match be able to prove their U.S. citizenship and take a loyalty oath proclaiming that they are not, quote, deep state. In addition to the Jones v. Cage match, we were given a ton more information on next week's BBQ Bash matches and the introduction of a brand new cage match format that's sure to be hot. In an underwhelming announcement that underscores the laziness of the tag division bookings lately, BBQ Bash will see the Rancho Randos take on 
Trace Hombres for the tag title. Again. Maybe WWW is hoping that Trace times the charm? The seemingly suicidal Puffy Buttons will be facing Berserker, having just recovered from their last encounter. This booking is obviously in response to how much the fans are loving Berserker and his vacuum cleaner. They have been buying out Berserker's new sponsored merch with his slogan, You're going to die, son, as fast as WWW can stock it. And finally, in the craziest thing we've heard in a while, WWW announced that the bash would conclude with a triple threat Grill Marks cage match, where Max Tang, Joey Pepperoni, and Duke Wellington will face off in a cage heated to 400 degrees. So instead of just having to avoid being pinned, these three will have to avoid touching the cage itself. We don't know what this match will look like yet, but we have a sickening feeling we might know what it'll smell like. And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, our hat prices are the lowest they've ever been here at Harry Hats on Main Street, and we aren't talking through our hat. Our all-organic fur felt hats made with real hair from regions all over, including the unmentionable regions, are available in all sizes, colors, and styles. We've got Stetson, Dukemore, Dives, Defino, Bailey, and Borsalino, all at prices so low you think we're mad as a hatter. If you find lower prices at any other hair retailer or haberdashery, we'll eat our hats and that's a hairy hats guarantee. Come down to our store on Main Street, right next to Dead Ringer Doorbells, and we'll show you why our customer service won the 2020 Hat by Hat Customer Service Award from At the Drop of a Hat magazine. Thank you very much. Harry Hats. Unmentionable prices made from unmentionable places. Greetings. I am Time Taker. And you are listening to Worldwide Wrestling of the World. I am the future of podcasts. Okay, folks, that was a heck of a go-home show. We're talking here for uh, Monday Night Ignite, the Worldwide Wrestling of the World over here. And there's a couple things we want to break down before we, we move on and let you rest for the week before the big pay-per-view. And the first thing that I need to t- touch base on is with my good friend Scabbard in seeing that Trace Hombres versus the Rancho Randos match. We've seen these two before. They're great teams. This was a, a great match. But my real question is, why? Why was this match taking place now? It seems to also be booked for the pay-per-view. So why would the WWW book a pay-per-view level match with a pay-per-view level outcome the week before the pay-per-view? This is a podcast about the worldwide wrestling of the world. We're all fans of, of wrestling. We're fans of the WWW. Not everybody's perfect, but... I don't have an answer for you. You know, sometimes, and it seems more often than not recently, that the uh, the booking for for this promotion, uh, sometimes it's just phoned in or it's lackadaisical or it's, you know, I don't, I, I don't have an explanation. Maybe it's just filler. It's hard for me to really kind of come up with any sort of idea about why they would do this because you're giving away, giving away the, the product for free. Uh, and then you're asking people to pay for it and not even a week later. So it's something that is concerning because it happens more often than uh, I think people would like to see. Yeah, I, I touched base on this during the highlights. We've seen this kind of thing before when it's a, a big overarching story, but these two teams don't really have any heat with each other as far as I can remember. Um, there's nothing that's been going back and forth. that hasn't been built up at all. It just seems like a waste of everyone's time. And 
it wasted the competitors' time to have them go through this entire match, then do the exact same thing next week. I just hope it's as good of a match, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, and it's not that they have to put on as good a match. They have to put on a better match because we just saw this one. So they have to take it to another level. And that rarely happens uh, with these kind of lazy rebookings. I find that it tends to read more like the same match with a few different beats. But, you know, especially in the tag division, I feel like WWE is doing itself no favors lately. Uh, I know there's been some injuries and some things that are beyond their control, but it does seem like they're dealing with kind of a shallow uh, talent pool at this point. Uh, I definitely agree with you there, Frankie. With that, I want to touch base a little bit on another match that we got to see this week, Time Tanker and Dandy Brand. I know I personally was surprised to see the Time Tanker. Maybe I shouldn't have been. I know he probably wasn't surprised. More surprising was the fact that it came out with Jilly Blanks. And we got to see Dandy Brand actually lose. So speaking of surprising and not knowing, should we be surprised by this? He's been on such a hot streak, yet Time Tanker seems to be literally unstoppable. I was definitely surprised to see Time Tanker. I wasn't expecting to see him this week. We all know Dandy Brand is sort of the heir apparent. And so obviously when the match started, I was concerned that they were going to pull something similar to, you know, the clerical error that uh, Tanker lost on last time. But it does seem like this was a clean win. The addition to Jilly Blanks is interesting to me because this was more, I don't know the right word even. It's not really confident because Taker's always confident, sort of a happier, more fulfilled time tanker than we've seen in the past. And he seemed to really be uh, enjoying himself out there, which is rare to see from him. He seemed more complete. Yeah. What an interesting episode of Ignite because you had the the Trace Ombres Rancho Randos match, which was just crap booking all around. And then this match in and of itself was loaded with story loaded with layers of, of intrigue. And uh, this was an example of what WWW can do when they put their minds to it. Not only did we have the mystery competitor come out, not only was it time tanker, not only was he going up against, as Frankie said, the heir apparent, you've got so many things woven into this. And he comes out with Jilly Blanks, which it adds another layer to time tanker's story. I just think that this match in and of itself as a storytelling element was just fantastic. And that's what I'm thinking of. And uh, the only thing I can really wrap my mind around is Time Tanker's a, a bigger dude. He's not on the same size scale as a as a Kemp Kemp or a, a Big Lee or anything like that, but he's not a small guy either. He's much bigger than Dandy Brand. In fact, he's literally said at some point in his career that his exceptional mass is what has grounded him here and has prevented him from future time traveling. He's just cultivated too much mass. And so maybe, maybe it's a way to hone those skills a little bit, increase his speed a little bit, focus with someone that's a true Tai Bo expert to train him in these ways of fluidity and moving around a little bit and just being a little bit, just a tiny bit faster, just, just a touch quicker, a step ahead. And he did say, I am the future of fitness. So that's something that's curious to me. I'm not sure what you guys make of that. Well, I mean, one thing to keep in mind, though, is that uh, as our our viewers and listeners may remember, and some may not, Jilly Blanks is the sister of Mike Moore. Mike Moore is not nearly as successful as Time Tanker. And Jilly Blanks trained Mike Moore uh, when he first debuted in WWW, and, and that's how he you know, was trained coming into this. So not to put it all on her she shoulders. Seemed leave, she seemed to leave him pretty quickly, though. Maybe she saw him as a lost cause. Maybe she's back to redeem herself. I don't know. She clearly either didn't, A, do a good job with Mike Moore, or maybe she gave up, or B, she's, um, you know, she's trying to go out there and prove that she does know what she's talking about. So we'll see what happens. Or C, Mike Moore's just hopeless. That gets my vote. 
I want to move on real quick here and talk about uh, there's a, a lot to talk about, actually, with this upcoming pay-per-view. Um, Frankie really laid it on us with this new segment. There's a lot to unpack here. First things first for me, Jim Jones, his upcoming debut. I've been looking forward to it. Gabbard's been looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure everyone's been looking forward to it. Drank the Kool-Aid. He, uh, Scabbard has drank that Kool-Aid. I'm curious about this stipulation though about no headshots that just seems incredibly difficult to enforce to me and then i'm also worried about his opponent we got gideon cage coming out here should we be worried about karen cage frankie what do you think oh we should definitely be worried about karen everyone should always be worried about karen i don't think that's uh in question here um there are a few really random stipulations i mean the the uh the no headshots stipulation seems possible to enforce you know you can call the match as soon as anybody get but how do you how do you make sure that you are avoiding your opponent's head? Uh, it feels a little bit more like a sparring between siblings kind of a situation than than an actual wrestling match to me, where as soon as somebody gets hit in the face, you have to stop because mom and dad might be upset. Is something we can expect to see for all Jim Jones matches in the future? Because that could be slow going for the WWW. Based on what I'm hearing, it's not coming from Jim Jones. It's coming from the WWW medical team. So I would imagine that that's not going away anytime soon. There's something that they've assessed that tells them that they don't want to be put in the position of, of being responsible for this man's 28th concussion. 28th most recent concussion. He's, we don't know how many he's had in, in the in the best fighting championship. But that's under that's in, in sealed documents that we don't know of, but could be in the hundreds, really. It's hard to tell. So I think that... 27 confirmed. That's, let's put it that way. But yeah. yeah, for sure more than that. Absolutely. Scary thought. Another scary thought is this upcoming Grill Marks cage match. Wow. This is a WWW classic in the making. I really am not sure what to expect. So Frankie, can you break down for me? What can the viewers at home and the people there actually expect to see besides a whole lot of burning flesh. It's going to be um, it's going to be one of those things we're all going to figure out together. I know that the cage is going to be heated to 400 degrees, uh, which, as we know, is very hot. Uh, instead of, you know, just being pinned, they're going to have to avoid touching the, the sides of the cage. So sort of a, you know, a, a wrestling game of operation, if you will. Just don't touch the sides, I think, is what we're going to be looking at. Was there a worm in that game? I can't remember, uh, mm. although I'm not as focused on worm history as you might I do want to point out, though, that 400 degrees is a pretty good temperature to grill some meats. So maybe we'll see some of that. Yeah, there's always a possibility for snacks, uh, but there's also a possibility for third degree burns and and horrific disfiguring injuries. So it's exciting on two fronts. There's a high risk, high reward. Absolutely. It sounds tasty either way. Um, One other thing I want to talk about. This is the highlight of the show for me. This shirt that Berserker's got. You're going to die, son. I mean, the vacuum bit, yeah, it's a bit strange. It's it's bizarre and weird. But this shirt, my God, it is phenomenal. It's the best merch that I've seen in a long time. And officially sponsored, it would seem. It would seem that Dyson came in and said, we want a, we want a piece of this and we want a part of this uh, and, and lent their name to these products. I'm obsessed. I already have the T-shirt. I have the pajama pants. I have the socks on order. They should be here soon, but I'm loving this catchphrase and I'm loving this merch. Yeah, I've got the I've got the beanie and I've got the shirt and it's just it's just amazing. They're selling out all over the place. It's WWW's best merch to date. Well, I've been trying to get my hands on this on this merch. I I, I think I'm with you guys. It's it's an awesome piece of wrestling merch. Um are you guys having trouble ordering cuz I'm every time I go on the website to order it's sold out. I can't I can't get my hands on it. Mm, nope. I mean, we were traditional human man sizes that might be something that's creating something you know I'm, I'm traditionally i'm buying a woman's medium and 
Dr. Warren, what size are you? I'm a very small. It's not even extra small. They call it very small. A VS. He wears a VS. Those don't sell out that fast. So. Oh, I'm just going for a standard, standard old medium. Looks like I I don't have an invitation to the merch party yet. So I'm going to keep trying. Uh, If you guys see it while you're buying it, that would be cool. Just let me know if that medium is available because I want to be, I want one. We'll see. Keep an we'll eye see. out. I mean, if I, if we get it for you, I'm, I'm assuming that you'd then mow us immediately or, I mean, I don't know how much. I can probably pay you in installments mm-hmm. if, that, if that works. Makes sense. Yeah. Or, or you could you could pay us both just up front and then whichever one of us gets it keeps the money, whichever one of us doesn't refunds it to you. Well, we can figure this out later. This isn't yeah. important right now. You could also try talking to Berserker. Um, I don't mind paying you guys in installments, really, and uh, and going from there. So I just want the shirt. I think it's really cool. And uh, I don't really want to talk to Berserker, but maybe, maybe we get him on the show, but I'm not asking him for anything. Okay. That makes sense. Well, with that, folks, I want to take us home. It was a pretty solid go home show. Uh, it was a really nice episode of Monday Night Night. We got to see a couple good matches and some really fantastic news developments from this week. With that, I'm going to say if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe to us. Give us a rating, a write a review. These things actually do help us. We want to be here for you. Just like Berserker is there for all of us, except for Scabbard. Uh, Dr. Orman, do you have a package over there? Is that is that some of the new merch? Uh, nope. It's, uh, nope. Nope. No, that's it. It, it nope. says WWW Merch Shop on it. That's some um, experimental stuff that's, you know, the, you, you wouldn't understand. It's okay. Oh. Was that the catchphrase? That's definitely the catchphrase. Hmm. You wouldn't understand. I just want a shirt. <laughs> <laughs>